0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 67. My name is Matt San, and I'm here all alone. That's right, it's just me today. It was really fun hanging out with Chris and Kyle again yesterday, doing the Survivor Series review. But today, it's just me. So we're going to talk a little bit about Raw. But before we get started, we have to do this day in wrestling history. So today is November the 26th, and... There has been quite a few things that happened on November the 26th. Matter of fact, the very first Survivor Series was on November the 26th in 1987. But some some other very, very uh, uh, significant things. In 1995, WCW presented the very first World War III, which, if you remember, was their answer to the Royal Rumble. I was a big WCW fan. I couldn't really care less just to be honest um i mean I, I guess I as a kid i thought it was cool but going back it's just terrible and i love battle royals like that's well documented but it's just you don't get that pop that you get from the royal rumble it's just like here's 60 guys and they're gonna be nice to each other until they get in the ring and the bell will ring and they'll beat each other up and i don't know it was just poorly presented and it was never anything nearly as cool as the royal rumble In 1997, Vin Diesel, just kidding, just regular Diesel, defeated Bob Bob Backlund in just eight seconds to win the WWF Championship. That record stood until SummerSlam in 2013 when it was tied. So I guess technically it still stands. And Randy Orton defeated Daniel Bryan in eight seconds. Gross. I don't know who booked that. The win made Diesel the first man to win the WWF's Triple Crown, the WWF World Intercontinental and Tag Team Championships, in less than a year. And in 2014, that podcast happened, where CM Punk appeared on Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast. He basically trashed WWE, and they got sued, and unfortunately these best friends are no longer friends. But everyone kind of compared the the Moxley... Interview to CM Punk. They were very different, but I can kind of understand where that came from. But yeah, 2014, five years ago now. It's just, that's crazy. It's crazy. So let's go into Monday Night Raw. And we've kind of been, to be fair, we haven't been very kind to Raw for the most part. Now, a couple weeks ago, uh, Rain gave Raw an A, and I said that if I would have been on that show... I would have given it a D-plus at best, I think is what I said. And then last week on Raw, because I said that, I guess, I recorded an entire show and Rain just decides to show up and take over. No more. I will listen to every second of this podcast after I edit it, before I upload it, just to make sure that no one has been tampering with it. So Rain, no more. We do appreciate you being on the show, but... Just, just when you're invited, please. Alright? So, Monday Night Raw opens up with Monday Night Rollins. And he's in the ring. And almost everyone in the WWE is surround in, in Monday Night Raw is surrounding that ring. Except for two very specific stars. Brock Lesnar, of course. Because he's never there. And Becky Lynch. Which makes sense, because she couldn't have been around that ring, considering what happened. Because they just did a a story about how they're dating. It, just, it wouldn't have fit. So let me tell you what happened. Seth Rollins is in the ring, and he cuts a promo, and he looks at everyone standing around that ring. The entire Raw roster, and says, You all suck. I love Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw should be the A show. It used to be the A show. Now we're the C show. We got one win last night, guys. One. And then he started calling people out. To me, this is Rollins starting to turn heel. Because a face Rollins would have said, hey guys, we all sucked. We struggled out there. We need to do better. But no, that's not what he said. He put the blame on everyone else. Which is funny, because he also did not win his match. So he calls out Randy Orton. He says Randy Orton was the weak link in that Men's Survivor Series match. And Randy Orton walks away. He calls out Charlotte Flair and says, You're supposed to be the leader of the women's division here but you weren't even the last one standing for your team. A cover-up for weak Rollins, who was the last man standing for his team, but lost. Charlotte Flair walks away after Seth Rollins says, you don't deserve your last name. He points at the authors of pain and says, you guys have been talking about violence for weeks. And you know what? We could have used it. Where were you last night? And they walk away. And then he points to Rey Mysterio. And he says, what was your problem, Rey? You couldn't do what needed to be done. You couldn't get rid of Brock Lesnar. I beat Brock Lesnar twice. You couldn't even do it once. And you had your stupid kid to help you. Rey Mysterio looks rather upset. But he walks away as as fans chant a-hole. This is great. And I know I give Rollins a lot of flack, and I still think that he's, (sighs) I don't want to get into that. I still think that he's bad at Twitter. I think that he believes he's much better than he is. And I think that he has no passion in his promos, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So he keeps ranting. He talks about how he's the one holding up Monday Night Raw, and everyone just walks away. They walk out on Seth Rollins, except for one man who gets up on the apron, and that man's name is Kevin Owens. And Rollins says, oh, Kev, I thought you were on NXT now. I thought you were Team NXT. You know what? What happened to you last night, huh? You got eliminated almost immediately. You're just a lazy piece of crap, and you just show up when you want. You will never be me, Kevin Owens. To which Kevin Owens promptly thought in his head, thank God. And Kevin Owens starts to lift his mic and Seth says, you know what man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I just I have so much passion for this show and I really want it to do well. And Kevin Owens lifts the mic and kicks Seth Rollins in the gut and stuns him. And walks to the back. His music hits. You see Rollins kind of getting up, holding his jaw. It was great. And this was such a really cool way to open Monday Night Raw. I mean, what the heck? You, uh. This whole show was good and dumb at the same time. Because it was enjoyable, but it just didn't make a lot of sense. Like, why does Seth Rollins have the power to call a town hall meeting, which is not really a town hall, with basically everyone on the roster, and like, Vic Joseph's like, oh, he's a locker room leader. Okay, well, what does that mean to me? I means nothing to me. So, I don't I don't know. It was kind of weird, but at the same time, I enjoyed it, so I'm going to let it fly. It's fine with me. We come back from the break. Seth Rollins is backstage. He looks very angry. Charlie Caruso, who is growing on me, comes up to him and says, ah, It doesn't look like things went the way you planned on it, Seth. And he's like, you know, I'm just trying to get Raw on the same page, but if Kevin Owens wants to come out there and attack me, then I'll stand up to him. Kevin Owens, I'm gonna wrestle you tonight. Walks off. And next, we have the dream match. We're looking forward to it for a long time. Bobo Lashley, Bobbert Lashley, Robbie Lashley. We're gonna come up with something versus Titus O'Neil. Let me know in the comments what Bobby Lashley nickname you like best, or if you prefer a different one that I didn't name. Into so the ring. Lashley's coming out with Lana. Titus O'Neil's waiting. And then they start wrestling for like, I don't know, a minute or two. And then Rusev comes in and just starts destroying Bobby Lashley. Now, this is after they showed a little vignette of uh, uh, Rusev getting papers served to him when he thought it was a fan, you know, trying to get an autograph for his kid. He got papers served to him saying that he had a restraining order in this state. He doesn't care. And for once, this stupid, terrible, bullcrap storyline was interesting. Because Rusev destroyed Bobby Lashley. The thing that you would do if someone took your woman and started making out with her, perhaps even having sex with her, if that one bedroom segment is to be believed, in front of you. So yeah, he's not happy. Beats him up. Takes him up the ramp. He throws him on the announce desk. He's punching him. And police officers show up and handcuff him immediately. And he breaks away from the police officers. And smashes into Lashley. And knocks him down back where, below the announce desk. And then the police come. They're grabbing him again. But he breaks off again and knocks over this... I, I don't really know exactly what it is. But it's basically a big pole on top of Bobby Lashley. And the police finally finally pull away rusev and it was fun and i've hated all of these stupid horrible segments where lana just drones on and on and her and bobby are kissing and it's just it look it's just so stupid it's so disgusting but this one was fun and it's not really because i've bought into the whole thing like i don't really care about the storyline but you know what i like rusev and i like lashley so if it gives them something to do and all they're going to do is fight, that's, that's fine. Just no more stupid, dumb segments. Keep Lana away from the microphone. Thank you. Once we come back from break, we see that Bobby Lashley's been set up with a stretcher, and he's uh, he's really hurt. We have Authors of Pain come out, and Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are in the ring, and Akam and Rezar destroy them. I mean, murder these guys. And it was fine. It was what a squash match should be. Former tag team champions, who are now jobbers, get destroyed by the new guys. It's fine. No issues. They announce that Charlotte Flair versus Asuka and AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo will be happening later tonight for their respective titles, and in the main event we'll have Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. But then we go to Andrade versus Akira Tozawa. And I love this so much, but it is so weird to see this on Raw. Like it's Andrade, who they're kind of giving a push to two versus this other guy who they don't really seem to care about but it was good it was short but I mean come on Andrade and Akira Tozawa how's it gonna be bad the match was fine Andrade finished Tozawa without Zelina Vega's help which is great that's what Reigns actually been calling for she said that they need a new gimmick Zelina Vega needs to stop interfering in every single match and uh, he was able to beat Akira Tozawa on his own, which is great. Alistair Black is backstage. And he talks about how Buddy Murphy knocked on his door. And he wants to pick a fight with me. Great. Matt Hardy versus Buddy Murphy is next. And my brain explodes. Matt Hardy comes out in his Hardy Boys gimmick. Buddy Murphy comes out, and I'm like, this is immediately following Akira Tozawa versus Andrade. Like, what is going on? I don't understand. It's actually, you know, cool things that I haven't seen before. It's Akira Tozawa, who I really like and hasn't really been getting a lot of screen time. It's Andrade, who seems to be getting back on track with his push. It's Matt Hardy returning after months, who's only really been seen since Jeff Hardy was injured in that weird 24-7 stuff. And it's Buddy Murphy, who I love... And it's my current favorite up-and-comer, I-, I loved everything about this. This match was also very good. It was very short. Matt Hardy got his stuff in. He got his delete chance in. He got a side effect. It was it was just good. Murphy won with like a big knee to the face. I don't know if Matt is injured and can't take uh, a Murphy's Law or if Buddy Murphy's going to start doing this knee to the face. But uh, he, he need him three times. Clearly he missed, but they weren't stiff at all. But they look really good. As soon as the match is over, Buddy Murphy's standing tall, his music's playing, and Alistair Black's music hits. And Buddy Murphy realizes the mistake that he's made. And he thinks back on his life, and he says, What have I done to put myself in this position? All of the decisions that I have made in my life have led to this moment that Alistair Black is coming to face me in the ring. Alistair gets into the ring, beats the crap out of Buddy. Buddy gets a little bit of offense in, but after Alistair starts getting the upper hand, Buddy rolls out of the ring. He, he like, sells this like a master. I mean, he looks totally dazed. He pretends like he's going to get back into the ring, but he decides not to do it when Alistair kind of meets him at the rope on the apron and uh, walks to the back. I'm very excited for this, and I know Alistair's probably going to get the win here in this feud, but that's fine. I love Alistair Black too. These two guys, if given proper time, are going to have an incredible match. I am so excited. Charlie's backstage with Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte's talking about her history with Asuka. She says that she's the one that ended her 940-day streak, undefeated streak. She said that she's gonna make Asuka pay for using the miss last night at Survivor Series. And that uh, she'll get the upper hand tonight and she will destroy Asuka. It was fine. Charlotte Flair's good. It was a decent promo. AJ Styles comes out after the break. Followed by Humberto Carrillo, who is never going to get over with this terrible theme music. And he starts coming to the ring. And then you hear the crowd. I'm Like, oh, the OC's going to come attack him. They did. And they just waylaid him. They destroyed Humberto. They do the magic killer on the still steps. It was, it was great. It was really good. Ricochet comes out, and he's like, what are you guys doing? as it's just like three reps checking on Humberto. And Ricochet's checking on him as well. Like, Do you guys think you're tough? And he gets in the ring, and he says, AJ, if Humberto's not going to get his match, then why don't you wrestle me? And this started a very, very weird chain of events. A fun chain of events, but really freaking weird. And AJ says, actually, Ricochet, I beat you for this title, and I've already beaten you a couple times. I don't have anything to prove to you as Randy Orton's music hits. And Randy Orton comes out and says, AJ, 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 look, you don't have to wrestle Ricochet. What you should do is put that title on the line against the man that has the three most dangerous letters in all sports entertainment. He gets in the ring. And AJ says, actually, Randy, if you remember, the last time we wrestled, which was in a city much better than this one, there in Chicago, he's talking about New York, says, I beat you at WrestleMania, so just to be clear, I don't really have anything to prove to you either. Drew McIntyre's music hits, and as he's walking down to the ring, he says, AJ, how about this? He says, Not that I care about these people, but how about we give them something that they've never seen before? How about we give them AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre? And AJ's like, Nah. And Rey Mysterio's music hits. And he says, All right, look, listen, AJ. You can't just get away with what happened, what you did to Humberto. Why don't you wrestle me for the United States Championship? And AJ says, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I just want to be clear. I'm a little sore after stealing the show last night at Survivor Series where he lost. And I just, I I can't do it tonight, guys. I'm very sorry, but good luck in your future endeavors. Hope you have a wonderful day. And Ricochet says, look, guys, I know I'm the newbie here. But let me just, let me make a recommendation. How about the four of us wrestle in a fatal four-way match? And the winner of that match can wrestle AJ Styles tonight for the U.S. championship. AJ says, that's an even dumber idea. Why in the world would I do that? Right, Gallows? And Gallows says, actually, I, I think that you know we're in Chicago and it sounds, sounds kind of fun. I dig it. And AJ's like, actually, sorry, I was talking to Carl. Carl, how terrible of an idea is this? And he's like... I'm sorry, AJ. It actually sounds pretty cool, man. And he's like mad. He's yelling at them. We go to commercial. You come back. The bell rings. And who, boy, we had a barn burner, guys. We had a barn burner. Drew McIntyre is great. Randy Orton, 13-time world champion. What? No matter what you think of his in-ring work, he's a star. Ricochet and Rey Mysterio are well-documented to be two of the greatest in-ring performers today. Rey Mysterio in his 40s. is just incredible. And if nothing else, I really want to see Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet now. Then, number one contender, after the win, with the Inside Cradle, Mr. Rey Mysterio. So he did Inside Cradle on Ricochet uh, after Randy Orton almost won the match, but OC pulled Randy out of the ring. I don't know why. AJ Styles looked very happy that Rey Mysterio was the guy that he was going to wrestle. I don't know if it's because uh, he got beat up by Brock Lesnar the night before, or if he's just happy because it's someone so small. Either way, it's a it's a legend of the ring who's still in incredible shape. But I, I don't know, didn't make any sense. But maybe he's just laughing at the little guy. Then we have Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles, and guys, it was really good. I mean, it was really good, really, really good. I can't stress it enough. But what do you expect? It's Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. It's a literal dream match. AJ and Rey are going back and forth. They're having a a really good trade. And then Rey Mysterio hits AJ with a 619. AJ falls back into the ref and the ref falls down. So the OC who had just been kicked out of the ring or have been kicked kicked out of the ringside area, they come back out and they're laying the beat down on Rey Mysterio. But here comes Randy Orton, who attacks the OC, RKO's AJ Styles after uh, Rey Mysterio hits him with a 619, hits AJ with a 619, and then Rey does the frog splash, shakes the ref. One, two, three, your new United States champion, Rey Mysterio. Dominic comes in, the the boy or man, whatever, that Seth Rollins called Stupid earlier. He puts Rey Mysterio on his on his shoulders, lifts him up. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We come back from a commercial. Charlie Caruso's in the ring with or, or I'm sorry, is in backstage area with Kevin Owens. And Kev says, Actually, Charlie, do you mind if I just kind of take this one on my own? And Charlie says, Yes, you may. Because Kevin said, Mother, may I? And he says, Look. I just want to let you know, Seth, that I know who I am. I understand that you've been trying to figure out who you are since you became a wrestler. But I've known who I was since I was a boy. I looked at myself in the mirror and I knew exactly who Kevin Owens was and who he was going to be. And let me tell you that during the match tonight, I have a stunner with your name on it. And it's going to turn Monday Night Rollins into the Kevin owens show it was great and to compare this to rollins earlier like and i know i hate on rollins okay but he just doesn't have any passion in his voice when he cuts a promo he just he basically talks and he says my name is seth rollins i hate kevin owens and i'm gonna burn it down when kevin owens talks he says listen here seth I'm here to show you that I am the greatest superstar on Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to turn your show into my show. And he has that passion and that energy behind his voice. And and Seth has had it in the past. And he just hasn't had it in, in some time. And it really bothers me because he really wants to be, if he really does want to be, the main guy in the WWE, he has to show that passion. And the fans have already rejected him. So I'm hoping that this is actually a full heel turn for him. Because we're going to boo him anyway. So we might as well boo a heel Seth Rollins instead of a face Seth Rollins. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair came next. And this was really weird for me because the match was good. But like, Charlotte Flair, really great. Asuka, one of my favorite female wrestlers. One of my favorite wrestlers in all of WWE. And it was... It was kind of similar to the triple threat match in Survivor Series, Shinsuke versus AJ versus Roddy, where I really wanted it to be really amazing, and it was good, but it wasn't amazing. And that's what this match was, too. It went a little long. There were a couple weird spots with Kyrie Sane where Kyrie just kind of got up on the apron and Charlotte Flair was like, all right, I'm going to chase into the crowd. And that happened. It, it, I don't know. It was just strange. There was one point at the end, uh, the end of the match where Kyrie got up onto the apron She distracted the referee and Asuka hit the mist in Charlotte's face and then pins her one, two, three. And she's got like green goop all over her. And I know I've been okay with it in the past, but just like, my gosh, when it's so clear, it was all over her, like from the, like in her hair down, like onto, like halfway down to her stomach. It was crazy how much green stuff was in there. It was all over Asuka's face. I just, it's too much. I like the green mist, but you gotta you gotta hide it a little better. Can there be a little less? I don't know. It's just it, it doesn't work the way it's happening right now to me. Eric Rowan wrestled a jobber. The jobber tried to look at Eric Rowan's cage. Uh, he failed. Eric Rowan beat him up. Next match. There's a Black Friday segment for WWE.com, or excuse me, for WWE Shop, and the iconics are there, and our truth is there. And he tricks them into closing their eyes and he steals the 24-7 title. I don't... I don't know. It was kind of entertaining, but... Yeah. We see both Seth and Kevin Owens. They're warming up for the main event. We go to commercial. We come back and Sarah's backstage with AJ. And she says, AJ, look, after what just happened with Ray. what do you, what do you think? And for like 30 seconds, and I'm not exaggerating, guys, go back and watch it. He goes, uh... uh I just... Uh, and he's like got his hands on his head. He's like a, about to burst into tears. He looks at Gallows and Anderson. And he finally just says, Randy Orton. With passion, because that's how you cut a promo. AJ Styles' two words was better than anything Seth Rollins has done in the last year. AJ Styles walks off because he is amazing. Does he go with him? We cut back. They show a replay of Rusev and Lashley. I don't care. I've already seen it. Main event time. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And of course something was going to happen, right? Because how dare you have a clean finish for a main event in the WWE. This match was really good, guys. Seth Rollins is a good wrestler. I've said it it before. Kevin Owens is obviously a very, very good wrestler. The match was just great. At the very end, Authors of Pain... Akam and Rezar come in, and one of them's looking at Seth, one of them's looking at Owens, and they're both laying down in the corner, in in two separate corners on the opposite sides of the ring. And then Seth Rollins cowers in the corner like he did against The Fiend because Seth Rollins is a loser. Kevin Owens is a man and stands up and slaps that giant in the face. It's nice that Kevin Owens is a man. He's tough, but he paid for it. Because the authors of pain destroyed him. They beat the snot out of this poor man. They turn and look at Seth Rollins, who stands up and decides to finally be a man, and says, Come on! Come on! Fight me! And the two of them turn around and walk away. The crowd boos, Seth looks confused, and then Curb stomps Kevin Owens' head into the ground. And he says, Kevin Owens, you will never be me, you and I are going to make Monday Night Raw better, the easy way or the hard way. Listen to me, Kevin, and he grabs him on the back of the shirt, lifts him up a bit, stomps him again as Raw goes off air. Fans are letting Rollins have it. And that is great. And the reason that is great is because Seth Rollins is now a heel. Seth Rollins should be booed. Seth Rollins is finally getting the reaction that he needs. Because he's a bad guy, it's okay to be booed. You can't be the biggest babyface in the company and eat all those booze. I'm going to grade WWE Raw now. And just to be honest with you guys, I really liked it. And I'm going to grade this on the Raw curve. Now just because I give Raw an amazing grade doesn't mean I think it's better than AEW or NXT. Because this show was not better than any AEW or NXT I've seen in the last two months. But... This is one of the best Raws that I've seen this year. It was really, really fun. And although some of the stuff didn't make sense, as I always say, that's fine as long as I get good wrestling. You know what? We had a couple jobber matches, but I don't care because we had so many good wrestling matches on this show. We had interesting happenings on this show. I loved it. From beginning to end, there was no part of Raw where I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just get this over? Which is basically two hours and 55 minutes of most three-hour episodes of Raw. I love this episode. A minus. It was so good. And there wasn't a whole lot of pl- things that were like, oh my gosh, like why are they doing this? There were some things that made you scratch your head, maybe a little bit of continuity issues, but for the most part, it was just good, guys. It was just a fun mat, a fun show. And yeah, we didn't get a clean finish at the end, but we always knew that was going to happen, right? We always knew that. And Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are going to have a, a good feud moving forward, I would guess. So yeah, happy Raw. And if SmackDown and Raw continue to be good... That's only better for us wrestling fans. Because right now, as Chris, Kyle, and I always tell you, wrestling is on Wednesdays. Mondays and Fridays are just TV shows with a little bit of wrestling on it. Wrestling is on Wednesday nights. Whether you're a fan of All Elite Wrestling or NXT or both, that's when you watch your wrestling. But guys, this was a wrestling show. It blew my mind because I didn't watch this show live because we were recording Survivor Series, the Survivor Series review during Raw. So I recorded Raw and went back and watched it. And before I watched the show, I'm like, I don't even want to watch this, but I guess I'm going to because I need to review it so other people don't have to watch this crap. Go watch it, guys. It was a really fun episode. And I'm telling you, you won't feel like you wasted three hours of your life like many Raw episodes. Now, does this mean Raw is going to get better? No, because Raw has frequently put on amazing shows, and then follow them up with sinkers. And I would guess that next week's show is going to be a D. And I know that sounds terrible, and that makes me sound like a pessimist, but guys, the last time Raw had a really good show, they followed it up with one of the worst episodes I have ever seen. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We'll cross our fingers, and I'll be back next week to tell you if it's good or not before you watch it. You can listen to my 30-minute to an hour review instead of wasting three hours if it's a bad show. And if it's good... I entertained you, hopefully, for 30 minutes to an hour. And then you get to go watch a really good, exciting episode of Monday Night Raw. So we'll see how it goes. We have a couple more episodes this week. We will be here for on probably Thanksgiving Day, to be honest, doing NXT and AEW. Kyle will be here this weekend doing SmackDown. I might be on there with him. We'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at WrestleLife Radio and on Twitter at WrestleLife Pod. Follow my good friend Chris Cumbie at WrestleLife Heel on Twitter and Kyle on Instagram at Kyle.Polly. You can follow me on both at WrestleLife Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Sen for WrestleLife Radio episode 67. Thank you so much once again for hanging out with us. If there's any special segments you'd like for us to do, please feel free to leave a comment below. We love to do them for you. If you have any questions for us, maybe we'll start a mailbag, something like that. Let us know. We'll be there for you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. A wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And an absolutely amazing holiday season. Bye, guys.